this is Netta. Happy Easter week. I've already expressed to you, I love Easter and I wish there were some more creative ways to really celebrate with my kids. And when they were little, I used to have all sorts of little creative things to do with them and, and crafts and activities and it would bring out great conversation and make good memories. My last two youngest kids are teenagers, they're boys, and I'm struggling to think of any good ideas to engage them in conversation and and just memory making for Easter. So if you have some great ideas, will you please email me, realnutta at (laughs) gmail.com. Okay, that's a side note. Now, you also might be listening to this and it might not be Easter week at all. But as we say at Christmas, it should be Christmas all year long. Well, how much more should it be Easter all year long, all the time? Because Christmas only happened because Easter was going to happen. Easter is the best. Jesus died and rose from the dead. Oh, I love that. Now, tiny story, because you know we are looking at Isaiah 53, verse 5. Um, when I was in, I don't know if it's third grade, fourth grade, whenever whenever we started learning the multiplication tables, so I don't know, maybe it was second, I have no idea. But I have some very distinct memories of sitting in our family room with my mom, and she had these multiplication flashcards And she's going over and over and over with me. And I would cry and beg her not to make me learn them. And I would say, I just don't get it. I don't, I, I, I'm, I, I'm not good at numbers. I can't do it. And I would cry and cry and cry. My mom's really good at math. So she was like, nope, you're going to do this. And she worked with me and we tried all different methods. When we would have those horrid multiplication test thingies, do they still have those in school? I don't know. I would literally start to cry. My heart would race. My hands would shake. I would cry because I was like, this is failure. For sure, I'm going to fail. Now, amazingly, between my mom and probably my teachers, but mostly mom, they worked through it. None of them said, well, you're right. You have a weakness for numbers. This isn't really your thing. This is hard for you, so you don't have to do this. You're fine here. No, they went, you need to move past this. They recognized the challenge, even though my mom did not understand my challenge, I'm sure. But she recognized it, and then she helped me grow in that area. Now, do I love numbers and I love math now? Oh my gosh, no, I hate it. But I've moved past some of the initial hardship of it because somebody said, nope, you're not going to stay here. I'm going to help you walk forward. Okay, so let's look at the scripture from Isaiah 53, 5. But he was crushed for our rebellion. This is Jesus. I'm sorry, let me back up. He was pierced for our rebellion. He was crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. And he was whipped so we could be healed. Today we're looking at he was beaten so we could be whole. Beaten means um, punished or um, bruised or bruised because of punishment, right? It, it's it's just another one of those horrible ouchy words, and ouchy is putting in lightly. Um, whole, in this sense, obviously all of these scriptures, all of those parts of the scriptures are talking about, first of all, our relationship with God and saving us from our sin. But each area goes deeper than that because God isn't just concerned about, okay, yep, I forgave you of your sin, now have a good life. Oh, he's he's concerned about each and every situation, each part of us. So when it says he wants us to be whole, that word also means complete. 
Now, we and our society right now is super into, okay, this is how I am, or this is my personality, or this is my weakness, or we self-diagnose, or sometimes we're professionally diagnosed with having some legitimate things wrong with mentally, emotionally, we're not really talking about physically today, but they're legit. They're real challenges. At no point does Jesus disregard them, but rather he looks at us and goes, I was punished. I was bruised inside and out and emotionally and mentally and spiritually and physically. He was punished and bruised so that we could move through those areas and grow in those areas. He gives validity to our hurt. Friends, he sees what we're going through. He sees the mental and emotional things that we face. But he doesn't want us to stay there and just go, well, this is how I am. It's like the third grade Netta saying, well, I can't do numbers. I fall apart. I freak out. I cry. My heart pounds. No, he says that that's real, but I don't want you to stay there. I'm going to help you move forward. And we know that we will never achieve complete wholeness in any area while we are living on earth. Because sin came into the world, we were born into it, Romans 3.23, all have sinned and come short of God's glory. We're born to sin, but we are continually becoming more and more like Christ. Jesus said, follow me, be perfect as I am perfect, meaning that's our goal. We're striving to let him change us and to grow us towards wholeness. Sometimes the idea of wholeness sounds wonderful. And sometimes it sounds too hard and we're too tired and it's too overwhelming. And we just go, nope, I'm staying where I'm at. It's too much. And sometimes we've just kind of grown comfortable in our broken areas. Like there's sort of our identity. It's sort of how people know us. It's kind of become a thing for us. And, 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 it's, and we find some worth in that. Let's think of Peter, you know, the apostle Peter, the loud mouth guy, the big fisherman that, you know, like he was forever sticking his foot in his mouth. I mean, <laughs> you know, at one point Jesus even said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. In other words, like everything that was coming out of Peter's mouth at that moment was exactly what the devil wanted him to say. <laughs> That's brutal. I mean, like, you know, Peter had serious issues in a lot of areas. And he could have been like, this is just who I am. Jesus, this is how I am. This, this is my deal. This is how I grew up. This is me. And it was him. But Jesus saw that there's so much more in him. Jesus saw worth in Peter that Peter never saw in himself. Jesus sees so much worth in you that you might not be seeing in yourself. But he sees it. He died on the cross for you because he sees your worth. So even before Peter was getting his stuff together with Jesus, Jesus is already calling him the rock. I'm going to build my church around you, Peter. He already saw his worth. So then after Jesus died and he's resurrected, you know, like all this, all, all this great stuff begins to happen to Peter. Now keep in mind, this is the guy that flipped his lid, that is such a wimp that he sliced off somebody's 
ear with a sword in the garden when Jesus is being arrested. And then he takes off running, denies Jesus, cusses, blah, 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 like all this stuff. But after the resurrection, Jesus appears to him and he starts to understand he doesn't have to stay the same. And then when he waits, he's obedient, he waits for the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit comes on him, he's so different. Now, it doesn't mean he doesn't do stupid stuff because he's still a human. You know, later on, he and and uh, Apostle Paul get in a conflict because Peter starts kind of falling back to his old people-pleasing ways at one point. But literally thousands of people came to a relationship with Jesus because Peter said, I'm not going to stay stuck in my challenges. I want Jesus to, to grow me and to take me to a new place. Jesus was punished and bruised so that we could be whole. Friend, don't stay in the same place where you're at. Jesus wants to bring wholeness and he wants to walk with you. He never saves us and then just shoves us out into the world and go, okay, have a nice life. Hopefully I'll, you know, you can last and we'll see you in heaven someday. It's not how he is. He loves us so, so much. Can I just pray for you quick? Jesus, thank you for dying. Thank you for loving us so much that you were, you were punished for my sin. You were punished for my stupidity. You were punished for my stupid choices. And now you're going, I don't want any of you to stay there. I want to help you grow. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I pray for my friends that are listening, whether I've met them or never met them. I pray they would meet you. If they haven't dedicated and given their lives to you, I pray they would do that right now. Just saying, Jesus, take control of my life. Forgive me of my sins. And now, Jesus, I pray that you would stir that courage in their heart for them to just grab a hold of you and say, I don't want to stay where I'm at. I want to grow. I want to move forward, even though I feel mentally or emotionally or relationally exhausted. I will cling to you, Jesus, and allow you to grow me because you were punished so I could be whole. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for dying. Thank you for not staying dead, but but coming alive again. We rejoice in Jesus' name. We pray. Amen. And that is just a little piece of my heart.